Good morning, everybody. What's going on? The Buckeye Rose, 8 a.m., even on a holiday, because we love y'all that much. What's going on, Ron? It's good. It's good. I'm finally recovering from that win. Uh, most people have to deal with losses, but you know, I saw someone tweet out, I'm never more mad than after a Buckeye win. So <laughs> I have recovered. I woke up pissed off on Sunday, but I am, you know, getting closer and closer to that point to being ready to lie again, but not quite there yet. We got a lot to talk about today, but I'm glad to be here on this Labor Day. And, uh, you know, we're off work, but we're never off work in the media. So <laughs> we are here today. And yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so um, first of all, we're star shop to Wayne's first person in here, the first chat. So happy Labor Day, Wayne. Happy Labor Day to the chat, man. How y'all doing? Um, make sure to like the video. Let me intro us. Obviously, we're here every day this week. Fans Edge is on Thursday, which is coming up quick because it's already Monday. So we got one more day that you'll be ready to go. And do not forget, Ron will be on Bleacher Report again on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Got that right? 1 p.m. Yes, sir. So make sure you Make sure you check that out, and I will let you know. I don't know yet. I think I will record today, but um, State of the Program will be out in this next couple of days, so I will give you a head a heads up when that comes out. Back with Chris Drew, <laughs> we'll have a very different show than we were planning on to before because the season has started. But we're here. Football's back. Everybody's excited. 20 people now up here. Good morning, guys. Let's jump into this. So, Ron, Ryan Day had a press conference after the game. Uh, I want to jump into thoughts on that. So uh, let's run it down. So start with this first point that Ryan Day said. He said he wanted to play Devin Moore, but he felt the game was close. What does that exactly mean? Break break that down for me. Well, number one, I think we got to go further back than that quote because the first question asked by Tim May is, are you ready to name Kyle the full guy because we played him the whole game? And Ryan Day dodged that bullet like, he was a scene from the matrix. Like he was not <laughs> touching that. He said the game was closer than he thought. And he didn't want to disrupt the rhythm of the two quarterbacks by continuing to swap them in and out and wanted to just focus on the win. Um, in the moment, infuriating. I mean, you want to see Devin Brown and it's concerning that you felt that like rotating these quarterbacks could have put the game in jeopardy against Indiana. But at the same time, this would have been a lot different show if he would have kept rotating quarterbacks and we lost Indiana. So, um, yeah. I mean, he, he struggled. Uh, uh, yeah. Our guy, Goje, he was trying to establish a rhythm. So, I mean, he felt like he couldn't continue to rotate and needed to get a rhythm established and just win the game. And I mean, I guess I'll take that over losing an opening game to Indiana, but I mean, it doesn't sound like he was ready to shut the door on a quarterback battle because Tim Nate, threw him the alley-oop to go ahead and close that door and name Kyle the starter going forward. But he stated in that opening statement that he wanted to play Devin Brown more and uh, he expected him to play more, but just didn't have a chance to get them into the rhythm. But the plan going forward is to still play Devin Brown significant minutes similar to the plan that they had going into today. Um. Yeah, so... I knew he wasn't going to – like, if Kyle McCord had went and balled out, that probably would have been a layup for him. He'd be like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, he, he's good to go. But obviously, if you would have named a starter yesterday, <laughs> the pitchforks would have been out. Um, I think this is part two that we just haven't seen Devin Brown yet. So coming out with a lot of hype. We don't know what this guy is doing. We're, we're all excited for him. Number one player coming out of high school, according to On3. Uh, we just haven't seen him yet. So everybody's still antsy. They want to see They want to see every every option before, you know, we get a starter name. Uh, like I said yesterday, I'm super happy with the way he handled it. I did not want guys looking over his shoulder. I don't think Kyle necessarily thrived in the moment. And we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. But um, I like him putting a guy out there and say, hey, go win me the game. Don't worry about turning the ball over. Don't worry about none of that, and let's go. And then Ryan Day, of course, he wants to see play out more. So I would expect Devin Brown to get the common core treatment next week. Um, should be a little bit easier opponent, so that gives him the advantage. And he is still all the chance in the world to win this job. Yeah, I mean, I think Devin's going to get a chance to go out there and ball. I don't think we're set at quarterback. So I think this is going to continue. Um, I don't know. Coming out of that game, 
it, it was frustrating to see. Uh, I was watching the Florida State game last night, and I tweeted out, remember when Ohio State threw touchdown passes? Um, <laughs> I was at home and streaming all day on Saturday and still threw the same amount of touchdowns as Ryan Day's quarterback on Saturday. So that's a bit concerning. Um you know, we were playing against a Big Ten powerhouse in Indiana, so I could understand why the offense would look the way it looked. So I'm hoping now that we have, you know, slightly inferior opponent in Youngstown State that we're able to actually uh, do something. I, I, I don't know. <coughs> yeah, I think, man, uh, after watching yesterday, we'll, we'll have some more later. I don't think it was necessarily – I think it's just more – infuriating that they didn't just take a couple more shots. They took a couple more shots. I think we would come in here and be like, ah, oh, we just didn't connect. These guys will get, you know, the chemistry down a little bit more. We'll, we'll work it out. It's just, it was the lack of <laughs> taking no shots. We're, we're going to be Indiana plus. So they ain't doing nothing. We'll do a little bit of something. And I think that was more so just, hey, man, Aaron, you know, throw it up tomorrow. Do something. Entertain me. So <laughs> we got my, not much of that, which we normally expect from the offense. So uh, final wraps on that. Um, are you still cool with how much Evan Brown played in this game? Thinking no, absolutely not. He fucking completely mishandled it. And I think that uh, Devin should have played. I mean, if you want to get the win, get the win. That's his call. But like, I, I don't, I find it hard to believe that. I, I find it hard to believe that our Starting quarterback at Ohio State can't throw a touchdown pass with Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Ibuka, and Julian Fleming. Uh, I mean, you could spin it however you want. I see people saying, uh, watch the coach's film and Kyle didn't play uh, horrible. That's fine. No one said he played awful. Did Kyle almost lose us the game? No. But did Kyle look like any of the past quarterbacks under Ryan Day and what we hear from this quarterback guru and the best wide receivers in the country? I mean, no, he didn't. I mean, it looked like I, I just like I just don't understand this like hesitancy to criticize the performance like it was. Did he lose us the game? No, but it wasn't great and it wasn't to the Ohio State standard and I know it's early in the season but like I don't know I feel like people are so sensitive when it comes to this team in the sense that they don't want to criticize them in any way and they forget the standard that they scream all off season about expectations for winning a national championship and I know it's one game but no it did not look like we had a net we 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 have a show on here called State of the Program. I did a Bleacher Report preseason preview where all we did was hammer home what the Ohio State standard is. And I, I see you say go watch. We'll get to it later. We did a complete rewatch of that game. Like, I get it that you think that Kyle played okay. But, again, I don't understand this, like, insistence in in the chat and from people watching that I'm missing something. I'm not – I don't care – I. I haven't seen the coach's film. I'm not going to go watch the coach's film and say, man, Kyle played great. Like I, I, I this, this need to defend not bad. I, I'm not saying he played bad. I'm playing. He's played not good. Like there's a difference. Like I, I, I he could have played better. The expectation was better. And I guarantee there's not a single person in this chat that watched the game Saturday and thought we weren't going to throw a touchdown pass. Did you? I if, would, what, what do you think the over-under line was for touchdown passes? I would have put two. I mean, if he came out through two, especially uh, what we thought Indiana was going to bring to the table, I would have said, okay, not bad. If he played, if he threw three, I'd probably been like, already right, had a good game. Um, that probably would have been my line <laughs> of standard. Um, just just hopping back into the, the quarterback play. Well, I didn't think Kyle played bad. I think some stuff was all a little bit all over the place with the offensive line and Kyle, so that didn't necessarily help. The running game in the interior was non-existent at a lot of points. We could only run to the edge. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all over the place. I thought Kyle missed some throws. I would have loved to see him give guys a chance to put some air under the ball. Like we saw uh, Keon Coleman catch two or three touchdowns just by quarterback saying, oh, shit, he's 6'4". Let me just put some air under it and let him go make a play. I mean, our guys didn't really get that chance to make a play. I've seen a lot where it's like, there's supposed to be air under it. Guys will at least have a chance to come under that. Instead, you're trying to throw dots through DBs. So, but it's Kyle's first game with the, you know, with the actual team that has somewhat of a chance to stay with you. 
um, I expect him to improve, and I'm not going <clears> to <throat> write him off on one game. But like you're like you're saying, it's not the Ohio State standard. It's not what we expect. Even CJ, where people complain, played a lot better in his first game. So, um, yeah, man, we'll watch Coach's film, get back to it. But no, it wasn't the Ohio State standard. No, it wasn't the worst thing ever. So, do you feel like if from what you saw from Kyle that you don't need to see any more of Devin Brown, or do you feel like there is an ongoing quarterback battle? Oh, there's definitely an ongoing quarterback battle. Um, so like I was saying a minute ago, we haven't seen Devin Brown, so he could be terrible. He could be great, but it's like you got to see that you know flavor before you write it off. You got to see him go out and play and see what he can do in the offense, especially for you. Just especially with the lackluster performance of yesterday by the offense in general, which is led by Kyle. That, that's his job. There's no way you go and say, yeah, I don't need to see Devin Brown. Kyle threw a couple touchdowns and maybe a couple interceptions. Maybe like, all right, well, at least I know he has the potential. We, we, it is not a good showing to declare any kind of quarterback so far. So do you think Ryan Day has any regret in the handling of today's game if Kyle does not end up becoming the guy by the end of the season? If Do you feel like there was possible miss? opportunity for Devin Brown in this game if he does ultimately become the starter could that be a point of regret for Ryan Day if there was 20 potential snaps left on the field for Devin Brown in this game and he's end up starting the Notre Dame game I mean of course you'd have to say that because of reps and obviously starting if Devin Brown's the guy you you would go and say oh man I wish you started in the first game and, and had him play it out but as far as handling the quarterback situation where we knew Devin was not the guy coming into the season, I have no problems in how he handled it. Give Kyle the chance. Let him be the guy for a game. I wish he instilled more confidence and say, Kyle's our guys. We're rolling with it. We're going to play Indiana. I'm not going to talk about Devin. I'm not going to talk about switching out. All, all this nonsense of talking about I'm, I'm switching up. I'm playing multiple guys. Every guy's going to get a chance. Get throwing all that out the window. Kyle's the guy in the first game. Let's go play. Let's go see what he can do. And if he had said that before, I think it would be taken a lot better. And I thought he handled the end game right. Let him go play. Let's see what he can do. All well and good. Didn't impress us. Let's move on to the second game. If Kyle starts or Devin starts, I mean, I hope Devin gets the chance Kyle did in the first game. But either or, let him go play, give him confidence. Let's see if he gets better. If he does not, if you have a high, you have another game and a half, I'd say a halftime, swap him out, play the other guy, and let's roll from there and see if he's that much better. So, I got no problems with it in general, but I'm like everybody else. I want to see Devin Brown play as well. And from what we heard, if he was balling out like that, he's going to have his chance to show it. So before we move on to the running backs and some of the other things that Ryan Day talked about in the press conference, we put a uh, a poll in the chat right now, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Does Ohio State have a quarterback battle or a QB problem? The options were QB battle, QB problem. Neither their quarterback situation is fine. 32% say battle, 53% say problem, and 16% say neither. So where do you fall there? I do not think Ohio State has a quarterback problem. Um, I would say a quarterback problem if we don't have the talent to have a quarterback in that room playing at the Ohio State level. These guys have talent. Kyle McCord is not some bum off the streets. Like, yeah, when you look at Drew Aller, you look at the Quinn Ewers who were had a chance to be in the program, or maybe even a DJU who had a pop in his arm when he played and we could have went and got him in the offseason. It's, it's, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, we should have grabbed one of those guys. None of these guys will be up to that standard. It's very early on in the season. It's just the first game. We know these two guys are talented. We have all seen them throw the ball and say, damn, that's a good throw right there. They have a good ball. It's just getting them to come in and play consistent. And we didn't play, like, like I keep saying, we didn't play a nobody tech. Like all these teams who blew teams out and quarterbacks looked amazing, happened weren't even playing really Division One opponents. <laughs> We're playing like Middle Tennessee State and things like that. I promise you, if we had played one of them, the quarterbacks would have looked excellent. Played Indiana. We didn't know what to expect from their defense. I would say, I don't know if Ryan feared with me. I thought their defense was a lot better than it was going to be, especially stopping the run. 
like coming See, to and you. I'm and I'm holding off on that take because bro I have seen this story before we watched Miami convince us and number eight from Bethune Cookman last year was the reincarnate <laughs> of Randy Moss you come to find out they were a five and seven team and a bucket of fucking mid so until I see Indiana play other competition I'm not crowning this team that we were 30 point favored by as the 85 fucking bears like everybody's oh these guys are gonna play on sunday i was like are they really they good and fine may well be that casey dude was flying around making plays uh fitting run getting in the run fit and blowing up plays so could these guys be NFL guys? And we just underestimated some of the talent on this defense with the, you know what I mean? So many transfers and so many unknowns about this Indiana team. And could they be a well-coached team by uh, Tom Allen? Is that the name? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Could they be a great coach team? I don't know. Maybe, but I'm not getting on here and saying this team that no one had any expectations for until they made our offense look like mid. Um, I'm not going out and crowning them, you know what I mean, the 85 Bears. If they come out here, you know what I mean, and make it tough on some other opponents, maybe. But right now, I'm not crowning anyone. I'm putting it all on Ohio State until otherwise. I'll come back and, you know what I mean, apologize and say, oh, maybe that Indiana team is something. But we've only seen them play one game, and we didn't play our best game. So I'm not ready to say that this is something that Indiana did. So if, if they go out there and continue to prove it week after week, but I'm not getting the Miami bamboozle where I'm like, no. this guy from – bro, after the season, everybody's talking about they need wide receivers, they need wide receivers. I'm like, go get number eight from Bethune-Cookman. You Apparently he's Randy fucking Moss because he was running through – you know, the Miami secondary, but then we see middle Tennessee running four verticals from the two yard line. And I'm like, Oh wait, no, their, their corners are just mid. This guy's not great. So, I mean, could that, could that linebacker, you know what I mean? Be the next Brian Erlacher possibly, but until I see it against another big 10 opponent um, further into the year and there's film out there, I'm not ready to crown them. I don't know how much this was about Indiana's defense and how much it was about our offense. I, I can't, tell you that i mean cam and dog that you know what i mean they did an excellent film breakdown uh on the discord yesterday and they seem to believe that Andy, indiana had some guys but i'm not ready to get out there on that ledge yeah i'm, I'm not saying they're 85 bears it could, be, it could be just a decent defense and a decent is better than playing nobody tech i thought their linebackers played well i thought they showed they were athletic and that was kind of the highlight of their team i thought their linebackers were just making one-on-one -on -one tackles and we know our running backs can play so <laughs> we, we 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 don't have to have them prove to us they're at least decent running backs at this point so i thought those guys played well especially the linebackers i thought they looked good don't know how good the secondary is but guys also just weren't running wide open so whatever they were doing on defense they weren't leaving it all to one-on-one -on -one, and they weren't leaving it all to just leaving guys wide open so it was at least competent <laughs> that doesn't mean they're gonna go shit everybody down that doesn't mean they're gonna go to penn state and only let them score 20 but it was at least some level of competent defense where you're not gonna get from playing tennessee state and beating them by 50 because they can't even make the playoffs i'm sorry robbie called me talking all kinds of shit and i'm just like get out get off my phone so <laughs> anywho yeah so that's what the defense i mean that's what the quarterback play um let's move over to the running backs we'll hop into it so Ryan Day said he wants his running backs with five to six yards per carry. There was one guy who did that chip who averaged seven. Everybody else was under four. Um, give me your overall view of the running back play, and are you riding the, the chip bandwagon going to week two like everyone else? Um, so I am I'm confused by Ryan Day's press conference. Um, he looked at the box score early in the press conference and talked about he thought they ran the ball well at some points and had great balance. And I love that first drive, seeing all three guys out there, Trey really getting the load of the carries, Chip getting um, that long run, and then mine really showing his uh, uniqueness in the goal line and ability to get those tough yards. And then throughout the game, you saw, you know, mine and Chip or Mayan and Trey regressed to like 3.4 and 3.6 yards per carry while Chip Trainum stayed at like 7.6 yards per carry. And Ryan Day was so emphatic that Trey is the guy. And our guy Savion said in the, uh, in the chat, I'm not ready to give up on Trey just yet. I, mean, I got like one or two more games in me. Like, I just don't understand. Ryan Day kept using this word deserving. And we hear this word all offseason. 
person's deserving. Person's deserving. I need someone on the beat to ask Ryan Day if the word deserving is the same thing as gives us the best chance to win. Because honestly, I don't give a fuck who deserves to play. I want whoever gives the best chance to win out there. And sometimes I question which one he means. Because he said Dallin deserves carries. I'm like, cool. I absolutely agree that Dallin deserves carries. But, like, how doesn't Trey deserve the the evaluation of potentially – I mean, not Trey. Chip deserve the evaluation of potentially needing more carries when he runs for 7.6 yards and every other back on the team runs for th- less than four. You say you want your yards per carry to be in the five to six range. You have a guy running at seven but you're adamant that Trey's still the guy. I don't know. It just seems like there's a loyalty that exists beyond performance. And I'm just interested to keep an eye on that throughout the season. At what point, like how many games does Trey have a better yards per carry than, or how many year, how many games does ship have a better yards per carry than Trey? And we just keep seeing more Trey. Like after looking at the box score and what we saw, I'm like, I think if anyone should have 12 carries or 15 carries it should be chip. But, I mean, it's just one game, so we'll see. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mixed bag at, at running back, I would say. Yeah, I thought Chip played well. Um, I, I had to rewatch the game and um, going down. I thought he had a couple of nice runs in the, in the third quarter. Um, but overall, I didn't see – and I'll, I'll give Mike and Cam on my head. But I didn't see something crazy from Chip where I'm just like, oh, dang, this guy has to be running back one. I thought he ran well. I thought he had a couple nice cuts. I thought Trey ran the ball well, too, especially the first half. He ran a little better in the second half. But also, too, your yards were carries as much on the offensive line as it is the running back. I will always say you get past the line of scrimmage, then it's can you make a guy miss. A lot of Trey's runs, the reason is he couldn't even make it past the line of scrimmage. Like I said, he got the ball and dudes over there waiting with tire irons for him. <laughs> and I've seen Chip do the same thing. When a guy was waiting in the hole for him, he got tackled one-on-one in the at the line of scrimmage. So I think it more depends on getting guys to the secondary space. And I thought Chip ran well. I thought mine ran well, too. I mean, I don't know why he doesn't deserve care. I thought he ran the ball pretty well when he had the chance. So I would like to see his offensive line sorted a little more. I like to see guys get to the second level a little more without having to make a guy miss in the hole. You got to do that sometimes. But without, you know, always having to make a guy miss in the hole and breaking two tackles before you even get past the line of scrimmage. Because we, we've seen that <laughs> a lot in this game. So. Let me let's let the offensive line get moving a little bit more. Let's get them a little bit better. And then when guys have one-on-one with linebackers five yards down the field, we'll start to judge who's really running the ball better. Because I think Chip maybe got a little bit better blocking than Trey did on some of his runs and was able to get to that second level. And he had some good runs. I'm not I'm not hating on him, but uh, no, and I didn't I didn't hate Trey's performance at all. But it just makes me question like why how do you go out there, watch what Trey did, watch what Chip did, said, and then why are you so adamant in the press conference that Trey's your guy? What like what makes you like so confident in saying that when you had another back outperform him? I get that there was a rotation. You said it was hot, so Trey was tired, whatever. Um, but I don't know. I just it, it felt weird to me. Like you, you said early in the press conference that you weren't happy with where their yards per carry were, but then you were adamant that he's the guy, as if like that can't change. So I don't know. That felt weird to me. Um. Yeah, man, it's just I, I think we got to let it play out a little bit more. I think these yards per carries is, is hard to hold. But Chip did nothing wrong, man. I thought he ran the ball well. And obviously, if he gets as many carries as he did today going through the season, I don't think anybody's going to be upset with Trey being, quote, unquote, running back one. Because Chip got just as many, if not more, carries than than, than Trey did. So I think I think it's fine where it is, even if it would stay the same. And I'm cool with those three backs and and, and rolling with it. I would love to see Dallin, you know, get some carries in there. I would love to see um, what Evan Pryor can do. But so good so far. I think it's business as usual for the running backs. I, I love the rotation by by Tony Alford, and I just want to see the offensive line play a little bit better. And let's go from there. Absolutely. So on a more positive note, <clears throat> he did talk about. Um, he thought the defense played well and I, <laughs> the spoiled fan in me, uh, <laughs> came out immediately after the games. Um, the spoiled fan came out of me after the games because it's like, you know, it's hard to, 
you know, complain about a three-point performance by the defense. And, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, you always want to see more. And definitely on the reach, rewatch, there was definitely a lot less. It felt like more frustrating in the moment. And I guess it's just the chaos of everything going on in the game. Um, but I thought I thought the team played well. I mean, there was definitely some things to be desired by the linebackers. We saw uh, Steel Chambers miss a couple run fits. We seen Tommy getting pancaked out there. But overall, I mean, I thought guys were good in coverage. Um, I thought we got good push from the depth on the interior. You know, we saw guys like Jaden McKenzie and Hero Canoe really ball out there. Mike Hall was uh, lived up to the expectations. And I said coming out of the game, I said this multiple times almost on every reaction, I didn't hear JTT's name at all, and especially even on the rewatch. And then come to find out he's a silver bullet of the game. And I say this multiple times, like, it's not all about stats, and I get that. And you know what I mean. I'm not Jim Knowles. I'm not Larry Johnson. So if uh, JTT's out there, not getting sacks, not making, not being a complete terror in the backfield, it's not going to jump out to me on first watch and maybe even second watch if he's just playing sound within the scheme. And apparently that's what he did because you know what I mean. He won. Um, he won the silver bullet of the game, and so the defensive MVP. So uh, <clears throat> clearly, LJ. And Jim Knowles were happy with the way that uh, defensive line played. Uh, I still think, you know what I mean, you would like to see a little bit more pressure. I mean, uh, but, like, you saw guys like Caden Curry really get after it. And I think Jack Sawyer is going to be, if someone's looking over their shoulder on this team, I think it's going to be Jack Sawyer because Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry seem like guys that are not content just being uh, in that second rotation. And I feel like they're going to push for playing time. Uh, with the ones all year you saw Caden Curry get in on the Rushman package which was super cool so I'm excited to see what happens with these edges um, uh, I saw people uh, mixed bag of feelings on David Igbenosin I loved it uh, I said on Friday show I wanted to see more pass interference we saw a pass interference call <laughs> so uh, you know what I mean we saw him we saw him get involved in the run game I used to complain last year I said I've never seen a set of corners more indifferent to tackling than um, than the Ohio State corners last year um, it seems like we guys got willing to ta- tackle and Denzel Burke really out there getting his hand on the ball. So I thought he played really well. So overall, I mean, on rewatch, I think we left some things to be desired uh, at the linebacker position. Uh, Cough, cough, CJ Hicks. I think he needs to play. Um, Even Cody Simon. I'd like to see more of a rotation at linebacker. I think Cody Simon saw 10 snaps or something like that. And CJ Hicks saw only a handful. So um, if, if any, I don't even think he got in, but We'll see how that plays out. Hopefully against Youngstown State, we'll be able to find a way to play our five-star linebacker. But what do I know? I'm just a Hall of Fame Twitter coach. So, um, yeah, overall, I thought the defense played well. Um, On rewatch, I was definitely less critical in uh, coming away from the game. So just want to get your thoughts on the defense. Yeah, um, I'll start from the front because a lot to unpack here and then work my way to start with D-line, work my way to the secondary. Um, You mentioned JT um, beginning. I actually on the rewatch really noticed JT and I was like, okay, this is why this guy won, you know, player of the year. He he was setting the edge. He was getting in. His pass rush was actually better. He would have had a sack because he pulled the dude from Indiana over and he just pulled him down right as he was about to go make the sack. So he, he should have had a sack on the board. Didn't quite get there because he just got held like hell. Um, I did really notice him on the on the watch back. I noticed he was in. I noticed he was active, and I thought he played well. He was when the ball was not coming from inside. He was tracking it down, running to the other side. Him and Mike Hall, just watching those two man. When they when the ball goes to the other side, they are so athletic and chasing down the play that that is crazy. Um, Caden Curry, like you said, he flashed, played well, especially in the Rushman package. He was causing all kind of problems, even if he wasn't making the play. He was making the play. So thought he did well. Um, Kenyatta Jackson, I didn't notice so much. I noticed one time where they were double teaming him because they were like, we're not letting you get to the quarterback and somebody else can go sack him. But um, more so, thought JT played well. Jack Sawyer was a guy I wish I'd seen a little more of. I thought he was decent. Um, didn't think he was crazy. But um, well, I he was out there. He, he was out there. I saw him, you know, chasing down the ball, making plays, just penetration from your side and causing problems. He didn't do it like the other guys were. So overall, man, I thought this defensive line played really well. Don't think they got the opportunity that they would, you know, get some more passing team. But JT, I thought, earned his snaps. Mike Hall, Ty Leak was stout in the middle. 
we get I don't know why they do this, but sometimes they switch Mike and Ty Leak to where Mike has to take the double team. You cannot do that. He does not weigh enough to have two guys with over 300 pounds coming down on him. He's only 2-8. He's going to get pushed off, and that'll create a lane a little bit. But Ty Leak, I thought, helps double teams well. The defensive line is just crazy. Like, honestly, at this point, I don't care who plays. you got eight, probably eight guys who can go in and play. Even um, Hayden McKenzie looked look pretty good. Um, so you got eight guys that go in and play. Just rotate them, play them. We'll get to the quarterback. It doesn't matter. No guy played terrible to where they don't need stats. No guy was a was an absolute freak show where it's like he needs to start and play every snap. So I'm I'm cool with the defensive line. We all know they can play, and uh, I'm good with the rotation. Um, linebacker, I said it when I first saw the game. They stood out to me because this defense was moving so much faster, and Tommy still seemed a little behind the eight ball. Um, I will give them this leeway. Tommy still did not have an offseason. I don't think either of them play, well, maybe still had a little bit of spring ball, but I don't think any of them were even playing until fall camp. So it could be that. They could be moving slow because they're catching the game speed. Um, I thought Tommy made some good hits later on in the first quarter, maybe in the second half, or later on the second quarter, maybe in the second half. It's just when you see Sonny Styles, man, coming from the other side of the field and just tracking the ball down on the other sideline, it's just like, Damn, I wish I had playing literally at a different speed. Yeah, he's he's just at a different speed. And I'm like, man, I wish we had three guys doing that instead of just one. I don't think Tommy still played great. So they left more to be desired, but not playing CJ Hicks at all. He he did play one snap. Brody showed it to me on um he showed it to me on um Twitter, but it was with 40 seconds left in the game where, of course, you didn't see it. You didn't even watch the game anymore. Game's over now. All they're going to do is take a knee or run it up the middle, and you're going to turn the game off. So it's, it's, it's almost criminal at this point um, of not playing C.J. Hicks at all. And I would love to see more Cody Simon. I would love to see if Gabe Powers can do something. This game was never in threat. So Jim Knowles or James Laurinaitis, whoever is running this rotation, needs to actually rotate. And let's see what these other linebackers can do so we can actually have a comparison point. Because at this point, I still don't know what CJ Hayes can do. Is he a five-star? Is he a one-star? Who knows? So moving on to the set. Oh, unless you got a point. Yeah, I'm going to summarize this because the more and more I look at our uh, notes about this Ryan Day press conference, it's reminding me that Ryan Day's press conferences are becoming the least favorite part of my week. Like, it's just... I mean, someone called him the line day the other day. Like, honestly, I'm good on Ryan Day press conferences the rest of the year. We were begging for more and more content and people. Who are you to demand information from the team that you like? Like, all right, I'm just a Hall of Fame Twitter coach, but I would like to know more about my team. So, like, please, can you say something? And then Ryan Day comes out here and says a whole bunch of fucking nothing, a lot of coach speak, a whole lot of fluff. So I'm going to summarize this nonsense here at the end because – it's going to tie into my next point. So he said, still figuring out his rhythm with Heartline. Thought Kyle got a good rhythm in the third with Ball to Marv. Wasn't a touchdown, but whatever. Participation trophy. We will watch film in eval. Thought the team would score more. Yeah, so did we all. Um, off schedule caused bad third down conversion rate. Could have been more aggressive. Okay, so a couple things there. Kyle didn't get a rhythm till the third quarter. Thought the team would score more. He also, uh, that I didn't have in here in the notes, wanted to be better in the red zone. Off schedule caused bad conversion rate on third downs. Could have been more aggressive. We talked about what we wanted to see out of whoever the starting quarterback is from Ohio State against Indiana. Do you remember what the two things were? Honestly, remind me. Score in the red zone. Protect the fucking ball. He didn't need <laughs> Say it one more time, Q. He did neither. Okay, did then. Neither that's what I'm saying. And then we're <laughs> off schedule that's causing bad third down rates. All we heard, all we heard for all of the menace to sports naysayers, the Zach Smith haters, everybody was on the timeline with their fucking tiki torches like it was Charlottesville when Zach Smith said that they prefer Kyle because he's the on-schedule guy more. He makes Ryan Day more comfortable because he knows what he's going to get out of him. Devin Brown plays off-schedule. Motherfucker, we weren't on schedule. We were not on schedule yesterday, and he just said it. We struggled on third down because we weren't on schedule. We turned the ball over and didn't score in the red zone. That's why I have the pull question, do we have a quarterback problem or do we have a quarterback battle? Because they told me 
that we have two first-round quarterbacks on the roster. Say what you want, pat Kyle on the back, give him all the participation trophies and honorable mention ribbons you want to give him. He didn't do what Ryan Day said the standard was, and he didn't look like a first-round quarterback out there. I don't care what you say. He could have not looked bad, but he absolutely did not look like a first-round quarterback. So either he just struggled or Ryan Day is telling us that we have two first-round quarterbacks, and we don't. And I didn't see one out there already, so I need to see the other guy. And they've already told us one of these guys is a first-round quarterback. Do we know that we really have two on this roster? Because the more and more that I don't see Devin Brown and I continue to see uh, Kyle McCord not live up to these standards that we're defining for what we want from this quarterback, I'm starting to not believe we have what we're saying we have. Was it only one game? Absolutely. But zero touchdown passes against Indiana. Todd just said it. It's inexcusable. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. You have Emeka Ibuka. You have Carnell Tate. They told us we had two Marvin Harrison Juniors, bro. Think about that. Last week in the press conferences, Marvin Harrison Jr. told us that Carnell Tate was better than Marv was coming into his sophomore year. We saw Marvin Harrison Jr. put up three touchdowns in the fucking Rose Bowl as a freshman which would mean that Carnell Tate was better than that. You're telling me you have two Marvin Harrison Juniors, Emeka Ibuka, and you can't throw a touchdown pass against Indiana. Now you, got, now you got people asking, well, does Indiana maybe got some dudes out there? I sure fucking hope so, because that was not the game that I expected. Like, and like I don't know. I think that the, the poll question really a question that people really need to think about is this a battle or is this a problem because i want to pump the sunshine and i want to believe the hype but like i'm not seeing it bro um yeah follow that um i try to tell y'all when marv said that he's better than i was walking into last season i told you it was cap let's let's, let's, let's stop the brakes here man cardell tate i'm sure had a great it was great in spring ball. It was great in fall camp. He's not going to be Marv walking into last season after a season of play and a two off seasons of development. <laughs> He's Marvin Harrison Jr. He's also extremely talented walking in the room, just like Carnell Tate is. But let's let's pump the brakes on that. No, he's not Marv walking the last season. May he will be it later in the season, sure. But I got to see it to believe it because y'all be capping. Um, back to the quarterbacks. Um, they said they had two NFL quarterbacks on the roster. Have not seen it yet. Um, hopefully we will later in the season. But I want to give these guys more time, man. I, like, I understand people want to come down hard. Zero touchdown pass against Indiana. Like, yes, inexcusable. Let's just give them more time. We don't have a choice. But also, too, let's see what these guys can do. Let's give them more time. Let's see if they can play a little better and up the game. It's just the first game of the season. So I'm going to be the guy to say, just from the breaks. I think we have talented guys on this roster who can throw the ball. The, all, the running game did not help very much, especially after the first drive. It really didn't. They were getting they were all off schedule and part time because Travion Henderson was losing three yards because the dude was waiting for him to get the handoff. He was like, shoot, I might as well take it because I'm already here by the time you're getting the ball. So didn't think that helped. But Kyle didn't miss a lot of throws going in. So give him a little more time. Did not look like NFL quarterback. We'll love to see Devin Brown. And we got to wait till next week. So I think that wraps up my least favorite part of the week. Anytime Ryan Day speaks in front of a microphone. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to go with Lion Day around here. Like, I'm, this I like is big, I like, bro, I'm, <laughs> And it's so fucking frustrating that, like, we've arrived at this point where, like, I'm out here calling Ryan Day Lion Day because you know, Q, you've been in the Locker Boys since day one. You came up with the name. Like, I was the biggest Ryan Day apologist. Always getting made fun of. I said I would rather Ohio State lose games than cheat in NIL if that's what we had to do to win. And if Ryan Day was willing to run that type of program, I applaud that type of like uh, morality. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm like this. You talking about nigga, a villain, like, that's what I'm saying, bro. I used to be the sunshine pumper, the Ryan Day apologist, but man, this dude fucking pisses me off, bro. Every fucking week, 
every week he has me hot saying some goofy shit with his indecision and like i think he's a great coach and that's the part that's fucking frustrating me like you know like in the cartoons you see like the devil on his shoulder and the angel and they're always trying to talk bro i swear to god the angel wins for ryan day every time bro it's like something pussy and he's like i got you and it's like every fucking time like i i just can't take it so i need ryan day to really like nut up in these next three weeks and fucking find a quarterback well, yeah, that's, that's, last, we entered that chat two completely different places because i had her like the fuck we doing <laughs> that's what i'm saying q was mr like yo sound the alarm and i'm like no everything's fine ryan day is the best like you know what i mean he's emotional like, like he cares about his players and now i'm like bro nigga need to care about winning more like so man so the ryan day press conference we all survived that thank god we had it we have a day off to recover from that but um we also did a rewatch, and I want to give a big shout out to our guy Cam Truther on No Things Nineteen on Twitter, and our guy Dog from Chrissy and Dog TV. They did a masterclass in film breakdown yesterday in the Discord. We completely rewatched the game, and there were times where we repped and watch plays five, 10, 15 times on half speed, uh, 0.25 speed, run it back on full speed, pause it here. Uh, just them, like, and for those that don't know, Cam was a uh, Division II All-American, played a little bit uh, on some practice squads in the league, very high-level um, knowledge of football. Dog played at a powerhouse um, school in uh, high school in Ohio, uh, competed for state championships, both high-level ball knowers, and both of these guys sitting watching film with them was just an eye-opening experience. It was uh, super fun. If you missed it, uh, be sure to check in and uh, join that Discord down there. The link's in the description. But it was really a cool watch and a way to sit back and watch the game. And we really took away a lot of um, a, a lot of insight watching the game because me, I, I, I tell people this all the time. You gotta you gotta forgive anything that I say within the first two hours after the game because I watch football <laughs> like my mom when I'm first watching the games. Like, bro, I'm like I'm following the ball, I'm watching the score. It's like I'm at a Super Bowl party. Like the for me to be able to sit down, like there's normally people at my house, I'm normally talking to people. My ability to sit down and watch the game and truly digest ball in the moment is virtually zero. Like I'm literally just straight fan watching. Uh, the whole entire game and then i normally on se- uh either later that night or on sundays watch the game in complete silence put my phone down don't talk to anyone and really just pick different people to watch throughout the play so having that experience was super awesome and i definitely think it changed my perspective a little bit on the game i know you rewatched the game yesterday as well so i just want to get your thoughts having Decompressed, being uh, 48 hours removed from the game, having watched it now twice, what are your thoughts? What are, what has changed from your first watch of the game and then your second watch? Is, is there anyone that you need to apologize to? There's definitely people I want to apologize to. So I want you. I just want to hear what your thoughts were uh, after rewatch. Um, yeah, well, that was honestly a great plug. And I just want to tell people, because we get a lot of people in here arguing with us over what happened in the game and are in the comments and all that. That is a great place for you to come. Join up in the Discord. Hop in there. You could talk right with us as the game's going and, sh- and share your thoughts. So, you know, you don't have to just listen to our opinion and, like, comment and say, no, oh, you're wrong about this. Show up to the rewatch. That's what I'm saying, too. Like, we are literally everywhere. Like, we're live during the games. We do a pregame show. We do a postgame reaction. We do film breakdowns. Like, we watch this shit. We talk yeah. to people. Like, they're like, I'll oh, watch all 22 film. What do we do? Like, we get, like, we see it. Like, yeah. it's just not, like, we don't just get on here and just talk and it's not like we're not accessible like if you think that we're not seeing something talk to us let us know in the chat pull up to one of the film breakdowns send us a clip on twitter because i mean we're out here if you guys want to talk if you guys want to talk the game or we're missing something or you think that we're we're off base on some of our analysis clip something up and let us know or pull up to one of the rewatches and show us what we're not seeing because i mean there was what 20, 30 people in there watching us go frame by frame through that game for, I mean, 
we had we had no commercials, and I still think we were on there for two and a half hours going through the game because we were repping through so many plays. Uh, hey, was that the guard on that play? No, let's rewatch that. What was his assignment? Just a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of knowledge available. It was a super cool experience. Yeah, so just make sure I, I wanted to plug that. Um, yeah, I'm a person who I always have to wait, especially for secondary and wide receiver play, because without a 22 film, you can't see shit. All I can see is the offensive line and in the run game or the defensive line and who's, you know, flashing, filling gaps. So though most of those things see. Um, on the rewatch, it kind of really I haven't seen 22 film yet, so when I will, I will judge the secondary a little bit better. But I thought they were, I thought they were good. It revalidated that of what I thought they did. Um, basically everything, nothing's really has changed except JT. He stuck out a little bit more for me. I know he got a lot of crap coming into the show yesterday of like we got King out in there. I thought he had played well. I thought the running game was a little bit um all over the place, and still think it is. I didn't get to do the rewatch with y'all because I had to dip. So I wish I got to talk talk about that to y'all a little bit more. But um. I thought the running game still needs work. I thought Kyle was still throwing in the double teams. I mean, nothing's really changed from what I thought. It just kind of revalidated what I had coming in. I did want to really watch Chip, so I will give Chip a little more credit because um, I thought he ran the ball really well. I mean, I thought he um, I thought he showed he could be running back A or B in this offense, so I will give him a lot more credit. But still, I mean, Travion ran bad. Still thought played, mine played well. So that was my overall take. When I watched 22 – I will get a little more feel of the secondary. Also, too, your guy uh, Malik Harford, highest graded player on the defense, came in. Um, he didn't make a good tackle. I thought he, I thought it was all right, but I didn't see honestly. Only safety I really saw, and this is something I noticed, was Josh Proctor, Lathan Ransom. And that's I, thank, I forgot. Thank you for the layup. No, 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 no. Lathan it's Ransom had a couple. He had a couple big hits, but like my apology was going to be to Josh Proctor. Um, you know, I've been. <laughs> banging the drum for Malik Harford and his need to be out there. But on rewatch, Josh Proctor played well. He was in the backfield causing disruption early. He had a nice pass breakup uh, later in the game on third down. Overall, I think Josh Proctor played well. I mean, he did get his ankles taken like he was in an uh, and <laughs> one video <laughs> back in the early 2000s uh, on, uh, on special teams. But aside from that, uh, bro is out there doing the stanky leg on punt return, but as, it is what long, it is. As long as we don't play that dude from Indiana every week, I no, think Josh not, Proctor will have a good season. I mean, there's absolutely no way they should have been returning the ball like that. But as far as yeah. I think Josh Proctor played well, um, Malik Hartford right behind him. I think that is great to have uh, that depth there. I'm really comfortable with our secondary right now. I know it's just Indiana, but coming out of game one, um, you know what I mean? Hats off to – Perry Eliano and Tim Walton, because I do think they leveled up there. And then on the rewatch, someone mentioned it earlier in the chat. They talked about another outlet doing an offensive line breakdown. And Cam and Dog did a great job during that replay of really explaining that how fixable the offensive line issues were. Because on rewatch, you didn't see guys getting whooped a lot. You saw a lot of this on film. Miscommunication. No one knew who the fuck they were supposed to be blocking. Um, I know uh, Chris used to say the difference between Luke Whipler and Carson Hinsman was that Luke Whipler was or Whipler, whatever. Luke Whipler is the brain. He was the he was the center that knew everything, knew the offense, was able to uh, call out the protections. Very knowledgeable guy and paired perfectly with CJ. But they thought that Carson Hinsman was more of a stronger guy, the bigger body. So the athleticism is there. Um, I think that these guys weren't getting pushed around. I didn't see our tackles or guards getting blown off the ball or not being able to block. A lot of a lot of the plays that were getting blown up on the interior were guys running free, misalignments, not getting not getting their hands on the right guy, guards not getting up to the next level, uh, guards pulling and then the uh, then the tackle not getting the the, their hands on the edge and the edge just running free and running the play down from behind. So a lot of these things seem to be communication errors. And our concern was, do we have the talent to play there? And I know uh, it's a mental position, but I think if there's anyone in the country ready to fix communication issues and alignment and understanding the game of football from the perspective of alignment, I think Justin Fry is that guy. So um, 
Overall, I was concerned about the offensive line coming out of the game, but then on rewatch, it seemed like a lot of communication issues, a lot of alignment issues, and I think those are things that we can work out over time. If I saw Josh Simmons getting pancaked or thrown on his ass, I would have been concerned. But the fact that they were doing more Kanye shrugs, like who the fuck I was supposed to block, than they were like getting up off their ass, I I was I was happy with that on rewatch was was i happy with the offensive line play absolutely not but it seemed like it was fixable so i mean honestly our biggest uh takeaways coming out of the games were frustration with the handling of the quarterback situation and concerns about the offensive line but on rewatch i i mean i'm a little less pessimistic about the offensive line, just knowing that I think from a physical standpoint, I think they'll be fine. So if they're able to get the communication things under control and start identifying these protections and where they need to be on run plays, I think this team uh, can fix a lot of things quickly. So overall, I mean, apologies to Josh Proctor. I think he played a solid game. Shout out to Malik Hartford for having uh, the highest PFF grade to no one's surprise on this show. And yeah, um, and sorry for anyone that bet on Tommy Eichenberg in the Heisman. <laughs> well, the stock on the price on Proctor Island just went up. The value no, is going up. Absolutely people. not, hey, bro. Buy low, sell high, like I told you. Um, yeah, right. You yeah. just got the you just got the whole patched in the rescue boat. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, like you said with the offensive line, it's very fixable. Guys were just confused and things like that. And also, Hinsman's only a second year player. I mean, Luke, Luke Weichler was as he took over too, but we heard Luke Weichler as soon as he walked in the door of being the film junkie, the guy, the brain guy of the offense, and was super smart. So it's been able take time to get there. Um, not too worried about the offensive line. Like you said, I was more worried about the quarterback play. Kyle trying to throw through a brick wall of defense to a wide receiver was very problematic to me. Um, and just Ryan Day, man, just get more creative with – we gave Case over a lot of slack yesterday. And he played fine. But, it's man, it's Cade Stover, bro. Like, we got guys who are going to play on Sundays and be absolute stars. And it's like, just feature those guys more. Throw some more screens to a mecca. Do something. But I do not want to see Cade Stover as he played fine, played well. I guess you say he played well. I do not want to see him getting 15 touches with Marvin. I know he didn't play well. And that actually, I'm glad that well, he, he said didn't block that. well. He didn't block well game. at all. And I and I'm, and apologize to people on Bleacher Report, too, because I put Cade Stover in my winner's. Um, after game one and then rewatch um, the film. And that is one thing that I did catch on film. Your man's was awful blocking. And a lot yeah. of, like, there was a couple times where I, I said that he was out there twerking, bro, would put extend his arms to block someone, completely miss, and then was fucking touching his toes over there, shaking ass. I'm like, bro, you got to get your hands on someone. Like, you're out here looking like the fucking city girls in the backfield as our fucking linebackers, are, or I mean, as our running backs are getting smacked. Like, I need, like, if you're gonna be a primary receiving threat, like bro, you gotta you gotta block better. Gotta yeah, block he does. Better. But I thought he was okay in the past game. I thought G looked good too for for what he did. He didn't get as many balls thrown at him, but I thought he did look good. And obviously, Joe Warrior had a drop. I want to see more out of him. But just, we got weapons, man. Just feature him, get them the ball. And K played fine. A couple catches a game. I think he'll he'll do fine. But um. Yeah, that's really all I have from the rewatch. Um, I know we have some questions. If you don't have anything wrong, let's jump into those. Yeah, I saw uh, our guy James with a quick one. We can get to this one. How many times did OSU go four wide? I'm thinking it was zero. You are thinking um, correct. It's always zero. Uh, Ryan Day. One. Was it one? Which were, who were the four wide receivers? I thought it was Fleming, Mecca, Marvin, XJ. I'm pr- I think we did it one time. I think we went four wide one time, but it was only like one time. Yeah, so maybe one time Ryan Day has said over and 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 over as long as he's been at Ohio State. He does not like going forward wide because it makes him too predictable in the run game. Well, shit. (laughs) You look pretty predictable. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You have the best wide receiver room in the nation. (laughs) They used to say. I want to be able to run the ball in short-yarded situation when they know we're going to run the ball. If any team could come out and pass when they know that they're going to pass, it should be the fucking Ohio State Buckeyes, bro. Who cares? Drop your nuts on the table. Yeah, we're throwing the fucking ball. Watch this. Like, I'm right there with you guys. Put four wide receivers out on the field. Fuck we got all these wide receivers for if we won't put them all on the field at once. 
It makes us too predictable in the room. You know how they say, like, the cornerback was running the route for you? The yeah. linebackers were running the runs for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could it get any more predictable? <laughs> Trey, can you get the ball? I've been here for, like, two minutes, man. I'm just trying <laughs> to get to the next play. Like, just come get tackled and let's move on. Like, there was so pre- – <laughs> What was more predictable than that QB power to the right? <laughs> what was that was the most predictable? Before the timeout, I'm like, bro, we're about to run a QB power to the right, aren't we? Of course we did. So it, that <laughs> that play, I, I think they they ran the ball with nine in the box. <laughs> they just look, it's so predictable, bro. Like fucking Indiana was out there and field goal block for Madden, and they're like, you know what? You got this, Devin. Because why? It, it honestly like felt like, oh, niggas think he's Mike Vick. Watch this. Right. <laughs> like, it kind of felt know. like a, oh, you guys all think he's a runner. Watch yeah. this. I, Go ahead I, and I run to the field goal block. It just ran field goal block. I'm like, he ain't going to throw it to him. Just leave him out there by himself. Field goal block. Let's go. <laughs> so we do have a couple questions in the chat that you did. QP, his name is QPOC. That's what the P stands for. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, the, the, the also, lighting's hitting the nose rig right now. I got to put yeah. sunglasses on. <laughs> if, you, if you have any more questions and we missed them, just throw it there and we'll, we'll get to them. QPOC and Ron, question from your last show, and I think it was Cam. Why do our five stars look, not look like SEC five stars? Watching the LSU-FSU game highlighted that question for me. I have a theory that would get Best Damn Media sued. Oh, my God. So I'm going to just sit this one out. You know, I just know I have that. I to know after the show. <laughs> yeah, I, look, bro. There – Ohio, or the United States track team used to be much better back in the day, too. And then they changed rules that prohibited things. And then some people are able to still do them. Some people aren't. And I, that is my theory, man. The SEC be looking unnatural. And that's all I'll say there. <laughs> they Europe? They're, they're, they're juicing? <laughs> no, I wouldn't make those type of allegations. I'd, no. no yeah, you I'm, not, would. I'm not going there. No. Um. Why don't our five stars look like SEC five stars? I said this yesterday. So Ohio State does not recruit at the level of Bama's and Georgia's, especially defensively. Because I feel like our offensive five stars a lot of times do generally look like five stars for the most part. Paris Jones Jr. look like a five star. Trayvon Henderson, you you see the five star of him. You need to get the production 24-7. Defensively, we don't recruit enough five stars and also when we do have five stars they sit on the bench for years and we never get it's like why don't well, they don't play like cj hicks every practice film clip i see even him doing punt block he played one defensive snap yesterday one defensive snap the quarterback hiked the ball and i remember tommy did the same thing the quarterback hiked the ball cj hicks blasted through the hole Met the guy at the hole, and the running back just went the other way. Wow. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Ron. No, I know you're you're talking about that uh, play from camp that everybody's talking about uh, during the open practices. They're like, there was one huge play, and it was CJ Hicks meeting Chip Trainum, who we talked about on this potentially being our best running back. Met him in the hole and knocked Chip back two yards. Uh, I like, think it was Dallin. Dallin didn't was it Dallin? Oh, it was Dallin. Still a freak um, show. But yeah, he did the same thing yesterday on a um on a I think it was like 40 seconds left. He goes, he meets the guy in the hole. Cody Simon isn't even moving yet. And CJ Hicks is just flying, going downhill. And I would love to see it with live action and bullets flying, but we just don't see those guys play enough. I mean, the guys we do see play, I think we see JT look like a five star. I mean, Jack Sawyer hasn't, but the hit rate in the SEC is so much higher because they have so much more talent, I believe, on the defense side. And, perspe- and to put it in perspective, why do Alabama's five stars look like five stars and Ohio State's don't? Well, if we look at last year's recruiting class, Ohio State had, not just Ohio State, the Big Ten had one five-star in totality. His name is Brandon Ennis. He enrolled in the summer and did not play at all yesterday, whereas Alabama had nine five-stars last year. Really? So if one doesn't so Big work Ten out. has one five-star. 
Alabama has nine themselves. So they have a lot more opportunity for five stars to look like five stars when they're putting nine yeah. on the field and we're putting one in the Big Ten. So the one that doesn't, <laughs> a lot more opportunity be for <laughs> Shout out my guy EG. Yeah. The one that doesn't will be at Arkansas in two years. Exactly. And then we got another one from our guy, Zach. And shout out to Tom for that last question. And from our guy, Zach, before we get out of here, you think Coach Day put McCord out there to show everyone that McCord is what McCord is and will start Brown next weekend? Um, I mean, not necessarily I say the show. I hope McCord so. He sucks, so I'm playing him. And y'all all know. No, I, I don't think that wording is just funny. Um. I think he wanted to give him a chance and let everybody see what McCord can do, give McCord the chance. He didn't take it. I think it will say will be for Devin Brown next week, and he has less competition. So this is a prime opportunity for Devin Brown to take the job. And I, if I had to predict right now, I think he will come out next week and ball because I think the offensive line will play so much better. I think, you know, it's going to be a worse competition, and I think he's probably going to take this job next week. That's a hot prediction for next week if if he plays and starts. Wait, do you think Devin Brown wins the job next week against Youngstown State? I think he will come out. I think he will look superhero-ish because it's Youngstown State. I think the offensive line will play better. And I think there will be such a desperation to make Marvin Emeka look like Marvin Emeka that Devin Brown is going to look so much better, regardless of if he's that much better than Kyle McCord. I mean, if you guys watch State of the Program, you know our boy Q here can drink like a sorority girl and was pounding <laughs> shots on State of the Program last week. I'm telling you this now, you, your boy Ron is not a big drinker, but I'm going to need a bottle for Saturday because <laughs> if we go out there and Devin Brown don't look like uh, Johnny Manziel reincarnate, number one, I'm calling people and cussing them the fuck out for half hyping me up and making me believe in this Devin Brown hype, and then I'm finishing the bottle because we're not winning a national championship this year. I'm just going to cry myself to sleep. Might have to cancel on Bleacher Report to tell them. Not going to be able to do it. I drank myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's move. Devin, if you play next season, next week, man, we, we need to see it, bro. We've we got to have some quarterback around here with some pop. I just need some attitude from this team, man. All the things we talked about before, I need to see him next week. Damn, I just – wow. Our chat has been killing it with these nicknames lately. We got Lion Day yesterday and Kyle McCrenzel. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm oh, truly loving it, bro. Like the, funny, the nicknames bro. that you guys have been coming up for the players and coaches have been amazing. So keep them coming. We appreciate you guys in the chat. Um, it's been – I would love I'd love to say that it's been fun these past couple days, but honestly, it's been hella stressful talking about the Buckeyes. People are like, oh, Ron's tame today. I was like, I've done three and a half hours of reaction content screaming like your boy has come down off the ledge a little bit. I've calmed down slightly. I did wake up pissed off. I text Q and them. I was like. 15 minutes in the buck IBS. I was like, I might need to go sit on the swing on the porch and take a couple of deep breaths because I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep doing this show because I'm fucking hot right now. And I'm not going to be able to like stay calm through the show because like before I got to watch the rewatch, just 23 to three just had me fucking pissed. Like, I, I mean, I said it on the Bleacher Report show. I mean, I tweeted it on timeline. I said this team looks closer to a nine and three team than it does a championship team. And everybody's like, "What does that mean?" We'd no way ever lose three games. And I'm like, "Well, number one, that is possible. Number two, on a spectrum, you can't argue if which hand if we got <laughs> I'm, I'm like mere hands over here. If we got nine and three over here, we got national championship over here. We're way closer to nine and three." Then we are national championship. These mirror hands are fucking me up. Like I'm like, which hand is which? But like at least, overall, I, at least overall, you don't have the I, mic because I'll be uh, like two times. I'm oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do it all the time with the mic in the way. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I mean, I said on the reaction show, I think this is closer to nine and three than it is national championship. But I do think a lot of the things that they have are fixable. Allegedly, we have two. First round quarterbacks on this roster. Okay. So if one of them starts playing like that, then um, I mean, all things could be corrected. And, you know, we could be telling lies again after the Notre Dame game. But like I said, I mean, if we were playing the team up north, uh, 
next week, I'd have them as a 17-point favorite. After what I saw on on Sunday, like... We'll be we'll be fine, guys. Everybody pump the brakes. We will be his first game of the season. Jitters. We're happy football's back. Team didn't play great. Big Ten opponent. Get the win. We'll be we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Have faith. Marvin Harrison Jr. is still Marvin Harrison Jr. We just got to give him the ball. <laughs> Do we have someone that can? Hey, Tristan Jibia. Hey, we know he's got some. He's All got right. Some so, Q, let the people know where they can find you because I just heard fucking Tristan Jebbia's name on our podcast and the regular season has started. So, get us the fuck out of here before I hurt myself on camera. Somebody will give him the ball, man. Appreciate y'all joining us. 50 people in here. Make sure y'all like that video. Like the video for Ron, man. He did a hell of a lot of content last week. Was, was working this harder than his full-time job, legend has it. So give a like for him, 50 people in I here. I do more for Best Damn Media than I do for the job that pays me exponentially more than Best Damn Media. So <laughs> well, those two Will's voices at Christmas, it'll just it'll be all worth it. So, That's what I'm saying, um, bro. Just got to fill out that PPP paperwork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anyone got a link to that app? <laughs> yeah. If y'all want to find me, you can see it right below. My name in here, City Boy Quentin on Twitter. Hit me up. Um, talk about me. Throw me a follow. Um, and also, if I miss it, DM me. I'll follow everybody back. I'm trying to get the conversation going. So if I miss it, just DM me. But um, yeah, give me, hit me on Twitter. Flynn Johnson on Instagram. Somebody mentioned something about movies. I'll check it after. Um, I've seen it earlier in here. But Minor League Films on TikTok. Minor League Films on YouTube here. I do talk movies, but Best Damn Media has been on my ass. So I got some catching up to do. But yeah, man, let's continue to chop it up. Continue to see y'all in here at 8 in the morning. I love the energy. Ron. Yeah, we appreciate all of you guys spending your holiday and starting your morning with us. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at 2 underscore T-E-E-S. That's two T's. You can find me on Twitch at the same thing. You can find me on TikTok at 2 Shiesty. You can find me on in the Bleacher Report app on Wednesday for my midweek thoughts for week one and going into week two. So pull up for that. If you missed my instant reaction on Bleach Report, make sure that you tap in on the Ohio State team stream and go ahead and give that a watch. Uh, Q had stated the program last week with Chris Drew where they were getting silly drunk on the platform. It's not talking um, about that. They're going to be doing another one that. of those this week. So keep an eye out for that on social media. T- make sure that you join the Discord. The link is in the bio. And also make sure that you tap in for the Fans Edge every Wednesday at 730, our national college football program. So Tune in every week, Monday through Friday, here for the Buckeye Roast with me and my guy Q. Appreciate you guys pulling up, and we will talk to you tomorrow. I'm, right, we have so much shit on the content no schedule. Every time I'm like, do I have to talk to you guys again today? You'll see me on the timeline, but we'll be back on the show tomorrow. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Happy holidays. Yeah. Mama.